So, hello and welcome to the triumphant return of Dystopian Hot Dog in 2020. 2020. Yeah, we're back. Uh, we've had a long time off. Yeah. We've been busy in different ways. Yes, we have. And also lazy. Both of those things in equal measure. Yeah. But we are back and it's it's the year 2020. Almost yeah. a futuristic sounding name, but very much in the present. Because remember when we were kids thinking about the year 2020? Yeah. I remember when Prince sang about the year 1999 and you thought... Yeah. Fucking hell, mate. You, you futuristic little guitaring fucker. Yeah. Did you think that? Well, well that was that was what they said on, on Top of the Pops at the time. As an introduction. As an introduction. Yeah. But that was um, Tony Blackburn that said that. Yeah. And we, and we all know about him. Well, I think he's since been exonerated of all charges. Oh, has he? Yeah. So we better be careful because I know Blackburn's a huge fan of uh, of the podcast. That might be the provincial town in the northwest, though. So Yeah, yeah. But, but, but... Prince singing about 1999 seemed futuristic. Um, Pulp singing about 1999 seemed futuristic. Oh, well, they, didn't they sing about the year 2000? Yeah, and also they did sing a cover version of Prince's 1999. Did they really? No, no. Oh, because I, I wondered if then they should have done something about 2001. That could have been their USP. Just every year they have a song coming out. But they, 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 they but chose they didn't not to do, do that. that. No, they didn't do that. That's probably for, for good reasons. Yeah. But what this opening of this episode is us just getting our heads around the fact that it's 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not, not to be confused with Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> a great drink for scrapping and stuff yeah. in the yeah, early 90s. In, in the early to mid 90s. Yeah. Fucking hell, there used to be a place called Gill Tavern in Preston. Right. Which you could, the one, one, of, one of the several bars in town we could get into when you were 15. Yeah. The place where no laws existed. An orange Mad Dog 2020. Three or four of them. And you get a little orange thing on top of your lip. Uh, the morning after. Yeah. Was that the first Alco Pop? I think it might have been the original Alco Pop. The original Alco-Pop, one, yeah. yeah. Because I remember Turner's Hooch Yes. Out. Yeah. And there was a big kind of marketing campaign behind that, wasn't there? But yeah. 2020 was there before, wasn't it? That, that Hang pre-age. on, Turner's... As in that turn, but there was a film Turner and Hooch. Yeah, I'm not. I, th- I think they're completely unrelated. But to suggest they're completely unrelated when one of them is called Turner and Hooch and the other one's called Turner's Hooch, hmm. that that's surely not a coincidence, is it? Well, I, I mean, maybe it isn't. Maybe there is a link. But why on earth would there be a link to a prominent '90s film? And the launch of an Alco Pop. Well, this is what needs fucking uncovering. <laughs> Who was fuming about which? Was the guy was was Dave Turner at his house doing his homebrew, going, "We've nearly cracked it here now." <laughs> well, we're going to call this. And in, do you think in the background then the film was on, and that's just no, no, no. Oh, this is just before the film came oh, out. Before, just the film. at the moment when I he's see. about to perfect his brew, like Colonel Sanders perfected his chicken coating. <laughs> yeah, Dave Turner in Swindon has just created <laughs> the perfect Turner's hooch. Yeah, and his wife's gone. Oh, Tom Hanks has got a new film out. Love, should we go and watch it? What's it called? Turner and Hooch. You fucking what? Tournament, and I heard what you said. Yeah. Ow, Dave, don't hit me. <laughs> the domestic violence started. Yeah, which again is ironic because that's what alcohol does to to certain people in Swindon. To Dave Turner, the alcohol did it to him, not by drinking it, by making it. Right now, he made a fortune from it. Yeah, but he couldn't spend it because he spent most of his life in high security prison. Yeah, and his and his wife never forgave him. No, in fact, well, she's moved on and she's left him now, hasn't she? So yeah, yeah, she she's, she's left him and she left um, him for uh, um, Jim Bowen. 
Jim, Jim Bowen. Yeah. With no link whatsoever. <laughs> there is no link there. There is no link uh, or fathomable reason. Yeah. We don't even know how they met. So if you want to look at the Wikipedia page just to confirm all this, this is the background to the Turner and Hooch and Turner's Heach. Turner's Heach Hooch spat. Turner's Hooch? Turner's Hooch? Hello, I'm, I'm from South Africa. I'm, I'm looking to promote Turner's Hooch. No, mate, pronounce it Hooch. Okay, I'll get it right this time. Okay, go for another take. Turner's Hooch. You keep saying Hooch. It's Hooch. Which is why Alco Pops never took off in South Africa. Uh, so it's a shame for the South Africans. Graham Gooch was fuming with the way they used to pronounce his name in, in Johannesburg. <laughs> now to the crease with uh, England. One down is Graham Gooch. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get him into the advertising campaign. Yeah, yeah. But the whole... And that's where Graham Gooch's career was going to go after he gave up cricket. Yeah. It was going to be Graham Gooch loves a hooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, the team in charge of global marketing said this will never sell to the South African market. No. Because Gooch's heech sounds like a disease. Don't touch him, mate. He's got Gooch heech. Yeah. No, 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 don't. He's got Gooch heech. This boy here, I know he's out in the betting, but he's got a gooch heech, mate. And I don't know why I've suddenly got a predisposition to turn occasionally Australian. It will not sell there either. fucking amazing, because to do what you just did, the, the South African-Australian yeah, accent well, is amazing. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, they're two famous cricketing nations, and occasionally... You just merge the two, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you can merge. So, so we're back. Oh, yes. Uh, welcome. Welcome, welcome back. I hope your Christmas and your New Year was... Yeah, yeah. Well, we had fun times, didn't we? We had fun times voting for Labour and getting the Conservative Party in. That's right. It was a massive shock, wasn't it, to the system? I think part of you, idealistic side of you, Marvin, believed that Corbyn was going to get in. Yeah, but it was what? only a, sm- a small Was section. it that small bit that yeah. I tapped into I just looked behind the sort of some of the messages you sent me some of your social media and I thought you just want to fight the good fight don't I you at the time I understand yeah of but I felt it was all in, in, in vain really well it, as, as it turned out as yes. it turned out to be yeah and now and now Corbyn he, he's basically he's He's reduced to a wreck of a man, isn't it? Yes, he's been cast aside and, and, and scapegoated. Like, um, who's been a very famous scapegoated person? Um, well, 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 Jesus himself was scapegoated, wasn't like he? Like Jesus. So, yeah. And that's the link. We're not saying he is the Lord, but the presenting evidence which suggests... He's been crucified. And also... Before he... Easter, which is at the twist. Yeah, uh, yeah at Christmas. Hmm. Christ crucified... Well, that Christmas. says the link, mate, because the, the, it was just pre-Christmas election. And the, pre, the pre-Christmas election, of course, is not to be confused with a pre-Christmas erection. Oh, is that just someone who gets very excited about Christmas? Well, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a sad condition, really. Oh, how can I know? I can't imagine a sad erection. I don't think I've ever had In a one. toy shop, mate. Christmas Eve, toy shop. Oh, right. You're fucking banned from toy shops, really. I see, yeah. No, you don't want an erection in Smith's, do you? No. No, which which is important for all of us to to take on board. So, um, scattergun, this has been. <laughs> yeah, we've adopted a brand new approach to podcasting in 2020. Yeah, yeah well, we're going to follow a theme through to its bitter core. The more and more we see podcasts having a theme makes us less likely to adopt a theme. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome to a brand new scattergun approach. 
which is, is fairly similar to what we, what we had last year. What you got for us then, Marfs? Kick us off. Well, I, I saw the FA Cup game last night. Newcastle fans celebrated by getting his cock out. I'm sorry? So... Newcastle won 3-2 in extra time Watched away at it. Oxford United. Oxford played great. Yeah, I, I didn't see the game, but I followed it on... For some reason, I, it was on BBC, but I found myself following it on the BBC website because we were doing something else last night. Oh, yeah. I couldn't quite commit to watching the game on TV. Anyway, that aside, when the winning goal was scored, yeah. the camera panned to the Newcastle fans and a Newcastle fan running down the steps towards the bottom of the stand, cock out. <laughs> Yeah, D- did he have his cock out? No, 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 not, not originally when he's running. Right, he runs down and then and then quickly gets his cock out and then like shakes it around. Oh, uh, oh but then, and then before you know it, the camera moves on to something else because what you what you recognise what TV companies do, they don't get drawn to the cock. <laughs> so he basically celebrated the goal, and his decision was to celebrate it with his penis mid celebration. He didn't immediately <laughs> get his cock out, but he's gone. I'm going to get my cock out. Okay. No one else was aware of it around him. And, and and you think, why would he do that? Was it cock or cock and balls? Cock and balls, the mate. Full, full lot. Full shabang. Gave it a little bit of a copter as well when he did it. Fantastic. So he's re- so it's hand celebrating with penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, balls. Yeah. And what would provoke a man to do that? Well, I've got a couple of theories about it. Go for it. Firstly, Jurgen Klopp has, has been a bit of a prick in my opinion. About yeah. the FA Cup. Yes. He's spoken derogatorily about the term, about the replays, and, and he's basically sent out his youth team last night and didn't even bother as the fucking manager to turn up last well, night. Well, I think that's the biggest crime. Fair enough. I think you should be allowed to pick who you want. Turn up, though. You know, attend. Yeah. Because you've been in this country two minutes, mate. We've had the FA Cup decades, over a century. Yeah. The greatest domestic cup competition in the world. Yeah. And what's tarnishing it more than ever mm. is the likes of that prick, Klopp, mm. doing what he did. Yeah, I agree with you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just fuck it. You're 22 points clear, you twat. Yeah. Just fucking turn up. Yeah. You don't have to play your full strength team. No. Just turn up, play the game, give the competition it deserves. With you. Geordie Guy, he's thought earlier on in the day, what I'm going to do if we score the winner, I'm yeah. going to do my best to get on camera, cock out, and everyone will understand that, Clop out. To me, it's obvious. Several things surround this. Because mm. it's not as obvious to others, maybe. No. Earlier on that day, a lady called Tracy Brabin, Labour MP, she appeared at the dispatch box with an off-the-shoulder number on. Been pilloried on Twitter about revealing herself. We take our lead from our politicians. It's not just the clock thing. Right. He's seen Tracy Brabin... As an MP at the dispatch box, exposing herself. Well, revealing a shoulder. Revealing a shoulder, but a very intimate shoulder. Okay. What fucking floats a man's boat more than an off-the-shoulder number? That's why it's called an off-the-shoulder number. It makes the cock get hard. (laughs) He's already thinking about getting his cock out Mm. as a means of protesting against Klopp's behaviour. But now he's been validated. Because he's seen a a politician sexualising her own body in Parliament. This only took him 90% of the way to convince himself to do it. So what's the final 10%? What's the clincher? What's the cock clincher? England got fucking destroyed off South Africa yesterday. They did in the One Day International. Who got the runs for South Africa? Quinton. The cock. All day long he's thinking, get the cock out. Get the cock out. Get the cock out. So the cricket, the politician, the behaviour of fucking Jurgen Klopp has resulted 
in the Geordie getting his cock out. I'm thinking there's a chance he might not even been a Newcastle fan. No. He's just wandering the streets, being so angry about Klopp, so angry about the politician, angry about the South African batsman. Yeah. He's not even a football fan. He was just wandering around and found himself in the stadium getting his cock out. Yeah. But this man is a hero. He's a modern day hero, quite yeah. frankly. Not just to the Geordie nation. And we've talked before about the flashing epidemic in Chorley. Yeah. Right. Now, I don't know if he's been, he's listened to the podcast, if he's been inspired. I don't know if he put a pie on his head. He didn't. Think it would not, be, there, there's no pie on It's me. a shame. Because, but if we'd have got him at half time, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But power to him. Can, can we name the lad? Do we know, he, we do don't, we know we his We don't know his name at this stage. But, but like the Chorley flasher, mm. the Chorley flasher wasn't asking people to look at him. No. He was just getting his dick out. Yeah. This Geordie lad, he wasn't asking for the BBC cameras to capture him doing it. He was having a private moment. He just wanted to express himself. Yeah. And now he's seen as a Geordie idiot getting his dick out. Well, not by me, Marvin. Or me. Or or, or you. Get behind this guy. Get behind him, everyone. Don't get in front of him. Don't Don't, get in in front of him. Because we we have seen he does like to get his dick out. Yeah. And we're not suggesting this should lead to terrorist bummery, are we? Because it, it would shallow his point. As, as a political warrior. Yeah. When you talk about a shallow point, I don't know if his dick was that big. Okay. It might have been the f- February night. The yeah, well, night. you know, it's, it's not it's not ideal conditions for the for the exposed penis. But yeah, all, all credit to you, mate. And you yeah, keep well fighting done, the mate. good fight. Well yeah. done. And to do it in Oxford as well. Tory Heartland, fantastic statement. Good on you, lad. What I'd like to do is just update you on my boy's Toilet habits. The, the lad. My boy Barney, for regular listeners to our podcast, will know that he's, he's been having a few ongoing issues with going to the toilet. Uh, as you once famously heralded it, yeah. Marv, you said Barney's very primordial yeah. with his toilet habits. He's, he's got a traditional approach. And when, I'm, when I say traditional, well, I, mean, I'm, I mean going back traditions like hundreds of thousands of years. Into the caveman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he respects the toilet so much. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to use the toilet. He doesn't want to soil the toilet. It's the it's his love of the toilet that makes him shit himself. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. But he, he he thinks very primordially like that. Yeah, need a shit, shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Need, need piss, piss. This is happening. Yeah, now it's happening. Ah, and this is what will make him a great businessman in the future. <laughs> he won't think about the hurdles. No, he'll know what needs to be done. Oh, do it. Do it. That's right. He's a doer. That, he's and, a... I, and I think you should be proud of him. When he shits himself well. at school and he and, and other people see it as a shameful thing, yeah. you just think, hang on, this is an Alan Sugar on the He's on a the... go getter. Yeah. He's, 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 he, he doesn't not... hesitate. If he'd have been if he'd been born in an early year, he would have created Amstrad, not Alan yeah. Sugar. Yeah. No, you're right. So he... anyway, we've got an update. Yeah, well, the issue I have with that, Marv, is that it creates a very, very long process of cleanup, which sometimes when you've got a 20 minute window in the mornings, it will delay the process of getting the fuckers to school. The cleanup process is always the downside to having a son who likes shitting himself. Correct. Barney is very seduced by games, by challenges. I thought you were going to say gays. <laughs> it's not been seduced. <laughs> By gays. Because to blame the gays for this. Yeah, it would be or, out. Or, 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 or be I mean, not, but you should, you know, we should refer to them as the homosexual community. Um, community yeah. Not the gays. No, not the gays. It's not no. 2012 now. We've That's moved on. right. Yeah. Was it, yeah. Could you say that in 2012? You probably could. You might you say it in 2012, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's, he's seduced by games. Games, yeah. So what we've done is, is, is created the 8 o'clock poo. I don't know if you remember the theme music to Blankety Blank. 
Yep, that's the one. So it's eight o'clock poo, eight o'clock poo, clap, clap, clap. Eight o'clock poo, eight o'clock poo. Exactly. So he's finished his Cheerios. Yeah. The alarm goes off. He now knows it's eight o'clock poo. I do the song, usually, if I'm not up because I've been in a tap room the night before. Louise will do the song. <laughs> Just for the purposes of telling the story to yeah. audio, you keep tapping your feet. I do okay. tap my feet. But, but it's because you're it's... in the moment talking about it. And also, it's a very catchy little theme tune yeah, we create, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Your oh. feet have forgotten that the music yeah. stopped. I know, my feet are still yeah. going. There they are. My, both feet are there going... Do it again. Yeah, yeah. Do, do it, it again. Again, again. Impatiently, yeah. do it again. I'm going to just quickly do it for the feet. Eight o'clock poo, eight o'clock poo, eight o'clock poo. Eight o'clock poo. And that's how we finish it. So now the feet are happy. They're happy now. So he's gone in for his eight o'clock poo. We've also framed it as saying, look, you have got lots of kids in there that need to be dropped off the bus. He's, and he's now seeing his anus as public transport. Correct. His anus now is the school bus. Barney, door open, shouts upstairs, Danny, Jack's off the bus. Great. Brilliant drop. Yeah. Right, that's drop one. And Jack's a problem child, because he's, he's the fat lad. He's, he's, he's the, the hardest lad. Off the, he's, once you've got him off the yeah. bus. Danny, Charlie's off. Brilliant. Jack and Charlie are off. Jack and Charlie are always on the bus, but I don't know who the third child is. And so now it's a game for me because I'm thinking this is this is fun for all the family, and I'm sure everyone listening are excited by this. Exactly. And then I I actually hear the drop, and it's a slightly more shallow drop. And he said, "Daddy, Chitzo's off the bus." (laughs) Who's Chitzo? That was my first question, because none of us expected that. No, Jack, Charlie, Chitzo. And I went, where have you got the name Chitso from? And then it all began to make sense to me. Because the previous day, we'd been watching Takeshi's Castle. Now, you'll be aware of it. For those of you who aren't, it's the Japanese version of It's a Knockout. And one of the leading contestants who made it all the way to the finals called Chitso. Barney was really taken with this lad because he was a fucking idiot. <laughs> And he loves idiots. The thing he wanted most for Chitsaw to end up doing is being in his anus. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, Daddy, Charlie's off, Jack's off, Ronald's off. Ronald's a new character. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Yeah, Chitsaw. Now, here's the thing. He varies the order up of all the other kids who drop off the bus. But Chitsaw is always the last poo. The really awkward poo, you know, right at the end, which yeah. is a thin, kind of, sometimes a broken... A remnant of a poo. The remnant of a poo is always Chitso. Right. So what I'm suggesting here, Takeshi's Castle has indoctrinated my child as institutionally racist against Asians. Right. This shows how insidious racism is, isn't it? And how sure. It, how it creeps up on you. And something as innocent as Takeshi's Castle can, can, contamin- can contaminate a child's yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. Did you say Tom? No, Tom's been con- on the bus. Contaminate. Scott, Scott McTominay's involved Scott, as well. Scott Contaminate would be a, a lovely tribute act. Yeah, yeah. Scott, Scott Contaminate <laughs> and Scott McTominay are the prime racists when it comes to the Japanese. So Takeshi's castle has, has burnt his mind. I'm fearful for his future. I'm happy that he's pooing in the toilet. Yeah. Let's get things straight. I'm disappointed that Chitso is always the remnant poo. 
And what you thought you were doing, you know, your blankety-blank stuff, it's all lovely and that, but for it to end up in your child being racist and mm. having a racist It's disappointing, like isn't that. it? It's disappointing. So what about the cor- corona, coronavirus? Corona, corona. Corona. Getting slightly tired now on my social media of people making the joke about yeah. just put a lime in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've, we've heard that. But for something that is so pleasant, you know what I mean? Okay. And, and, the, and the pop star Corona. Yeah. And one of her lesser known songs, Try Me Out. Yeah, you know? don't do that with a virus. Don't do that with a virus. Don't try, try me out. Try me out. What is it? Just have a taste of me and I want to be your... You know, it's... So you're saying the signs were there then for this? Very early on. Pop star Corona was talking about the potential virus that was to come 20 odd years later. She was a whistleblower. Yeah, exactly. She was like Snowden, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Julian Assange. But now we've got a situation where there's a cruise ship full of people with potentially coronavirus. And well, it started, to... it started off with one person on the ship. And I, I heard that they, 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 they were rightly, obviously, quarantined. Yeah. But you, you've mentioned I... there's 300 people got the coronavirus on a cruise ship. I think it might have been that, yeah. It might have been three, but let's go for 300. The last time we, we've done stuff about a ship mm. was about the clown fight, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, on the ferry. Yeah. Now, ferries are a place where people are cut off from the land. We're not aquatic beings. We're not meant for it. So, so you can only handle a certain length of time at sea. Hmm. If you think you're going to be at sea for three weeks, you program yourself for three weeks. If you think you're going to be at sea for three days, you program yourself for three days. That's I know this is fact. It's how the brain works. It's how the brain works. Now, if suddenly you're in a situation where not only can you not get to land, basically, let's, let's imagine these people are zombies on the boat. Yeah. Now, if a fucking guy on a P&O ferry could cause a fight by dressing up as a clown... Yes. Imagine the carnage that's going on on this boat right now that's not being reported. <laughs> imagine the scrapping. Because all you wanted to do is go on a little cruise. Yeah. You're surrounded by fucking zombies with the coronavirus. <laughs> I don't know what I'm laughing about. It's, it's horrendous. It's fucking horrendous. But I tell you what, that's the best situation to have the coronavirus. Yes. As a practical joker... Even if you haven't got it, I'd pretend that I had it. Yeah. If yeah, I def- was one of those passengers. Definitely. And take off The Walking Dead. And you do character studies. You know, so, um, just, some, just to lighten the mood a bit. Sometimes when you see a zombie film, you, you will see a zombie who's like shed his clothes a little bit. Yeah. So again, it's an excuse to maybe <laughs> yeah. get your dick out. Get your dick out, yeah. So again, I don't know if the Geordie guy... Was it was a reference to what's going on ah, the cruise ship? He was like was. A, a fortune yeah. teller. Almost. Yeah. it was a fortune teller dick out situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right in saying that Corona is a, is a, is a foreign word for crown? Isn't it? Is it saying that this is the king of the viruses? I didn't know that, Marv, But I'll, I'll take you know. It's unlike yeah. you not to spread anything. I think but this fact. is basic. I think what they're basically saying to us now that king virus has arrived. Right. So to me, I'm not, I don't want to preempt anything, but this could be it. This I'm. What, you, you think this could end the world? Well, Hitler didn't do what he did in a couple of days. It was fucking years and years of and years was, of yeah. uh, contaminating people's minds, propaganda, prejudice. Yeah, he got all those tools together and unleashed it on, first of all, his nation and then indoctrinated globally. Hitler was King Virus back then and I think King Virus has come back as an actual virus now. Are you saying the coronavirus is Hitler? reincarnated it's only now I'm making that jump but I think I think Hitler is now on the move again I think you I, might be right because 
You know when people believe that you come back as maybe flower, or I'd like to come back as a donkey. What would Hitler want to come back as? He'd want to come back as a world ending virus and, and it was never going to happen overnight for him he sat there in perjury in the afterlife waiting for that moment and then the virus gods have turned around and did said did you say he's sat there in perjury do you mean purgatory he's been sat there in purgatory yeah thinking about perjury <laughs> and it still works because he's a fucker he'll do any crime yeah, he will he will do perjury yeah he'll do perjury for you yeah it's a gateway to mass genocide <laughs> it perjury <laughs> that's the problem but, with perjury but but Perjury and being a world world destroying world ending virus are yes. essentially the same thing when you think about it. Yeah, when you put them in that diagram you've done with your fingers. Yeah, like, I, I basically for the list I've set my fingers, my thumb, and my index finger apart on both hands as if I'm holding a couple of dominoes. Basically, they are the two things. And in fact, the scientists wanted to call it perjury this virus, but they've gone with coronavirus in the end because they realise it's king virus. Yeah, and also the final link. Who are the modern Germans, the modern enemy, the Chinese? So that's right. Everyone's telling us to watch China. Even Trump said it. Yeah. Right? Now I'm not suggesting we take the the word of Donald Trump and use it for anything else, but to roll it up and throw it at people we don't like. But what I am saying is, is this population control? The Russians have been quiet. Very quiet. They're saying the Chinese are the next world superpower. What better way to not make them be the next superpower? The Russians will employ a reincarnated Hitler back from the afterlife in the form of a virus to attack the Chinese so the Russians can go on and will dominate. And, and defeat the Americans. And this is all Because it was the American involvement in World War II that ultimately did Hitler. Yeah. Revenge is a dish best served cold. That's right. He's waited fucking 70 odd years. It won't surprise me if Hitler's our Prime Minister by 2025. It's, I mean, it's looking increasingly likely. Yeah. Uh, and all of this is happening on a pleasure cruise. In the, Where is it? Is it the Pacific? I, I think it's in the South China Sea. I've, 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 I've said that because I like the sound of the, of the name of it. I'm just going to Google where it is happening. Okay. Because uh, it's important that occasionally we give a backdrop of fact, I think, to yeah. all this... Because a lot of this is speculation. You know, what we're saying... David Abel, he's a British passenger, and he said all the passengers aboard the ship, we remain confined to our cabins. Abel, who's on the ship with his wife Sally, said in a Facebook video on Wednesday afternoon, we can't even open the door and walk down the corridor. Confinement to cabins really is what it is, and there's a smell of Hitler. Now, that's a... That last bit's been edited out, hasn't it? Which is a shame. Yeah. We know what he meant. It's a strange quote to come out with by David Abel. Confinement to cabins really is what it is. Yeah. What, what, well, what, what is it not? Abel from the Woodford Hulse, from, from Wolford Hulse in Oxfordshire. Oxford. A link, a link back to Oxford to, earlier on. To the Geordie Cock. Said out. he felt sorry for two women the couple had befriended who were smokers. Imagine how much they're gasping for a fag. Hitler's on the scene. You know, on a fucking tab. <laughs> Japanese, Japanese health authorities have banned smoking on the ship, including inside cabins and on balconies. Thank God my wife and I gave up smoking 20 or 30 years ago. Hitler's on the rise again and all yeah. he can do is go, hey, thank God we gave up the beds and the edges in 1987. <laughs> yeah, you've really got to the crux of it there. Thank you, David Abel. Fucking hell, David Abel from Oxford. We know your fucking number. Or is it Himmler? Yeah. What a cunt. <laughs> right. So watch out for the people of Oxford. Full of Russians. Yeah. And Germans. That's right. Not that there's a problem with Germans, but there is a problem with the Germans that want to perform mass genocide. That's right. Just keep a lookout. 
Marvin, talk to me about your knowledge of crayfish. So the crayfish is often confused with being one of the cray twins. That's right. <laughs> because people think that that's why they were so effective at what they did. Because they were the first fish to be able to breathe on land and actually look like humans. <laughs> made them, made them very slippery, and you I, see. And there's, there's often been confusion between, is that a crayfish? Or is that the actor Tom Hardy? Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you've seen his latest spotlight pick, there's an element of crustacean about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and almost algae. Yeah, behind him. Yeah, he's, he's very, he's but, very algae. But apart from apart from knowing that the crayfish wasn't one of the cray twins, mm. my my knowledge is quite limited. Right, I know it appears in sandwiches. Yeah, occasionally, yeah, but less so. And I'll tell you for why. We've been barking on about the coronavirus, but you know when sometimes there's dominant news stories globally that will that will get all the media attention. What's being held out of the headline, criminally, in my opinion, is the plight of the crayfish. What's happened to the crayfish? Well, they're dying off, mate. Fuck's sake. And do you know why they're dying off? Why? Americans. I bet Trump's driving this, isn't he? Well, it's funny you should say that because I think this is a Republican agenda. Yeah. I'm coming to that. Now, we, in these shores, have an indigenous white-clawed crayfish, I'm sure you're aware. (laughs) Absolutely. Unfortunately, what happened in the 1970s is that the more affluent members of our society wanted a better crayfish. A A better crayfish than the white-claw? It's hard to imagine, isn't it? I'm not saying Keith Floyd is to blame, but when he was gallivanting around the world on his travels, getting pissed. He's visited America and he's tasted crayfish over there. Now, very much like the American character, the American crayfish, called the signal crayfish, bigger, brasher, bolder, more bastardy. What's happened now is since the 1970s is us, the unsuspecting British population, have rather assisted the plight of our indigenous population of white claw crayfish by embracing the US signal crayfish and helping them multiply. Over here? Over here, my friend. We're awash with with signal crayfish. Very much like the squirrel situation, our crayfish, omnivores. So they've already got the vegan vibe. The signal crayfish, they carry a fungal pathogen, basically the coronavirus of crayfish world, the crustacean world. And they have started eating our own crayfish. It's crayfish on crayfish. So our crayfish can't even have revenge by eating them. They're tiny. They're smaller and they don't eat other crayfish. And they've got a very reserved, deferential attitude. British. British by nature. But the American crayfish comes in going, this is our fucking waters now. Fuck you. Yeah. Now, my issue is here. We're assisting this problem. Fishermen go out to a, 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 a canal. When when Tam said fisherman there, he did the action of a fisherman as well. Right. Just in case I had no idea what a fisherman <laughs> yeah. was. Fisherman. He, he did like a little action of chucking a rod out to sea. Right. Now I'm on board. If he had just said the word fisherman, I'd be like, what the fuck well, is well, this? This is a new term. So our fishermen... They're going out, they're catching the crayfish. They will then bring the crayfish in and wash them in the sink. Now, the problem is, Marv, it's hard to know when a crayfish is pregnant. 
they don't come with the medical records or anything like that, do they? Well, they don't. And also, important to say, they can't speak. The crayfish can't speak. There may be signs like they've they've got a bit moody or yeah. they've got upset that you haven't finished that they've got some, DIY job that you yeah. said you were going to do for 12 months. Definitely. And they're spending too much time watching live sport. You can tell they've been eating loads of Harry Bowl. When you're going to come back from the pub with your friend Jamie Crayfish yeah, and pay me some attention. So perhaps there are signs. So anyway, we're washing the pregnant crayfish. The eggs of the pregnant crayfish are then entering the drain through the waterways and then dispersing into different areas to create more signal US crayfish which are then attacking the indigenous population. Going into our water supplies. They're into our water supplies. It's a virus. Well, it also carries a virus. Fuck, the virus. So something that is replicating a virus actually has a virus. Yeah, that's right. Fuck me. This, do you see what I mean about it? Keeping out of the headlines. This is a massive story. Our crayfish are being wiped out, pa. And frankly, I think something needs to be done about it. I want a campaign to start. And whether we can do it on this podcast, it's a little old podcast. We've, we haven't got a lot of reach yet. But um, I want to reach out to the listeners of Dystopian Hot Dog right now to save the white claw crayfish. And, and, and the fact that it's called the White Claw Crayfish and it was popular in the 70s, White Claw does sound a little bit Ku Klux Klan-y. Yeah. A little bit like the, yeah, head of, the head of the Ku Klux Klan was the White Claw. Maybe it's because it's not moved with the times and got a better name. But it is brown. So it's the, it's the colour that it needs to be to get sympathy in the modern era. Yeah. Is it the crayfish equivalent of Windrush? Well... So we've, we've, we were happy to embrace the brown... White clawed crayfish in the seventies right. when it came over here from yeah. foreign foreign fields yeah. to to help us by working on our service industries yes. to to help develop the underground system. That's right. But now that we've reached this time and we want the trade deal with the Americans, yeah. this perfectly mirrors modern life. And we said that crayfish don't carry medical records. That was one of the problems. You never know when a crayfish is pregnant. Yeah, but also a lot of the people who came over in the wind wind whoosh, wind rush generation. <laughs> You didn't know when they were pregnant. You didn't know when they were pregnant and they were not given pre- proper records. That's right. So the plight of our Windrush British population and the, the white claw brown crayfish. Interlinked. Interlinked. So thanks for listening. That's us done. We're, we're off for refreshments in the form of uh, tea and maybe a Vinto. I haven't got Vinto. All right, yeah, but they didn't need to know that, mate. We could have really made up that we've got all sorts in there. Volivants. I haven't got volivants. I know, mate. Why, you, why do you want everything beginning? Are you going to ask for Vionetta? I don't know, but this is a vicious circle of nonsense that you've got us into <laughs> with your fucking Vs. Giving the Vs. Is there anything more satisfying than giving the fucking Vs? <laughs> if you had to choose between the Vs or the middle, Vs. What, what's got more impact? I got middle-fingered. <laughs> in year 10 by uh, by a woman wow in a Citroen the other day many people would have thought I shouldn't have pulled out uh, she was really really uh, d- dissatisfied with she my was decision she un- unhappy yeah but she, she gave you immediate feedback so she went yeah she went with the middle finger which yeah. is uh, interesting Unfortunately, I didn't have car horse, so I couldn't have diffused the situation. <laughs> no, because that's always what's needed in that yeah, moment. Yeah, car isn't it? horse is, is needed. 
For those who, who didn't listen to that episode. Yeah, car horse is, uh, is the horse that I carry in my car. It's not a real horse. It's a horse's head on a stick, which makes it sound like it, I've sacrificed something. It, so if you get in a road a real rage, horse's head. No, no, no. If, if you get in a road rage situation, you're not showing them a real horse's head that you've cut <laughs> off earlier. That basically Although, says listen, that, that would be very impactful. I think it would have an edge. Yeah. But it's a playful horse's head for you basically to say, come on, life's fun. Yeah, exactly. I know we're, I know, I know. nearly caused us both to die yeah, just now. But have a look what I'm doing with this horse's head. Slowly turning it your way. You know, and people, they don't know how to react to it. They don't, know. But going back to your point about the, the middle finger Yeah, the, the middle bees, finger, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I do? If, if I give the middle finger, I feel like I don't need to speak. But if I give the bees, I will add in a fuck off. Yeah, I think maybe... Fuck the... off! Yeah, okay. No need to speak but with surely the middle... then... No need to speak with the middle finger because the fuck off is in the middle finger. With you. But by sheer definition then, surely the middle finger has more power. Yeah. The silence speaks volumes. I think it's the latter. Do you? No, I got, I, I'm more intimidated. And I enjoy saying fuck off. Ah, that's the thing, isn't it? But I'm more intimidated. You gave more, far more of a steely stare when you, bo- when you auditioned both things with the middle finger because you narrowed your eyes... Is the is it the eyes that are saying uh, fuck off? Do it again. Do it again to me. Do it again to me. Right. That's fuck the... off. Listen. You choose whatever fingers you want. Don't go for the ring finger. <laughs> that means nothing. Because as well, that's harder to do immediately. Because we're not used to raising our middle uh, finger, are we? It's hard to do, isn't it? It is hard to try and raise your middle it's finger. It's very difficult because the third finger, all the or, or, they want to get involved, don't they? Yeah. It's they... almost like they're saying, "What are you doing up?" The ring finger and the little finger, they want to climb on board, but they know that they don't possess the words fuck off within them. That's right. But it's not, they're saying basically to fourth finger, to ring finger, this isn't your job. Yeah, relax. I might need you later if I'm, if I need, if I'm eating cho- with chopsticks. The pinky finger, by the way, only really gets involved for the gentry who are enjoying a tea. Have you ever seen someone picking their nose with their little finger? I think that's wrong. Yeah. Where's the fucking satisfaction in that? That's not a picker, is it? No. Every fi- Listen, every finger's got their job. Let's go through them. Thumb. Thumbs up. Approval. Um, Plus, you've said you do the thing with your penis where you stick your thumb down your foreskin. Thumb it. Thumb it, yeah. Thumb it. So, it's not for everyone. Well, yeah, just sort of like rotate the bell end under the foreskin. Yeah, okay. You don't Moving talk, on. Don't talk us through it, through it again. The second finger... No, the index. The index. My favourite finger, unquestionably. Picker. Definite picker. That's your picking finger. Yeah. And you can pick whatever you want with it. It's a picker. And that's the finger used to go down the index of something. That. <laughs> Brilliant. Also, if you're going to write on a misted up window, that's the finger of choice, isn't it? Yeah. And also the intimidating finger where you say, come here. <laughs> oh, yeah, the pervy finger. Yeah. Well, no, I was, I was seeing it as you're about to discipline a child. I was to see it as you're about to discipline a young lady. <laughs> All right, okay. Or man. Like men, it's the... two blokes can have sex as well. They can, of course. Should we call it the beckoning finger then? Yeah. That, what we're doing David is beckoning. Beckon. We're, we're, we're both beckoning with our index fingers. Come here. Yeah, and the more you do it, actually, the more it does feel seedy, doesn't it? It feels pervy, It feels yeah. like, come yeah. here. Oh, feels come nasty, here. yeah. And things will happen. But it's the picker. It's the beckoner. Which is why it's, it's called the writer. Thing. Yeah. Uh, it's the it's the it's if you're in a Chinese yeah restaurant and, and or takeaway and you're, you're thinking of what to have you'll yeah. go 
oh, actually, and, and as you say, I'll have the beef satay. Yeah. As you, you don't just say, I'll have the beef satay, you point at it on the board. Well, there you go. It's the pointer. So, so it's what you would use to point at a beef satay as well. I want it to be re-energised and called the satay finger from now on. <laughs> I'm going to start telling my kids it's called the satay finger. Yeah, brilliant. So Are you, got, you looking to establish satay finger? I'm, I'm looking to establish satay finger. <laughs> you say satay, don't you? Satay. I've noticed that. I say satay. You say satay. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm right. Mate, no one has ever said satay. Beef satay. It's spelled S-A-T-A-Y. Satay. If there was no A beef at the beginning, satay. it would be beef stay. I say satay sauce, I think. Well, that's wrong. Am I, have that's I been real, it wrong all my life? Like, yeah, that's like the equivalent of saying like, I like chips and gravy. Satay. Chicken satay. Chicken satay. Chicken satay. Oh, you're really emphasising oh, the last Or oh, oh, beef, sa- beef satay. Chicken satay. Oh, maybe I have nuanced versions of saying satay as well. <laughs> On the meat noun. The meat noun. Beef satay, are you saying? Or no, beef- chicken, chicken satay. Beef satay. <laughs> We've just found this out. Vegetable stew. Good lad. We've, we've, listen, we've digressed from the fingers. Yeah, so satay finger, going on to the middle finger. The middle finger's key for clicking your fingers. The middle finger is key for a click. And the thumb comes into play, obviously. Yeah, yeah. At that point, you know when you're clicking middle finger and thumb, is the index, the reason it goes down like that is because it always wants to get involved. <laughs> and, and the sound of the click yeah. is the, basically the thumb and the middle finger going, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. It's not your tu- it's not yeah. your time. Back off. Yeah. Satay, back off. Back off, satay. <laughs> and the satay's just thinking, well, at least I'll get some action when we go for a Chinese later. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh that's uh that's our fingers. See you next time. Ciao. Ra. <laughs>